Hello, welcome to Nerd Cannon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Hello, Sister Mary Pothalamue. No, that's right. That's my No, I'm sorry. My confirmation name is actually Elmo. So Shut the fuck up. <laughs> True story. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Did you get to pick that? I did pick it. <laughs> I feel like After I need Saint more. Elmo. St. Elmo has all the fire. I know. Fire's great, right? St. Elmo's fire. Wow, 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 wow. No, this no? is a real okay. thing. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't entirely into the process, and I maybe thought Elmo would be funny, so that was my confirmation name. That's, incredible. That's about all I there was. I love that very much. Mm-hmm. Do you have a bad synopsis for us, <laughs> Brother sure. Elmo? <laughs> uh-huh. Hijinks ensue when a high-powered businessman trying to balance two loves and his dedication to the church accidentally gives one a gift intended for the other. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, he's really trying to find that that mistress-wife balance, you know? Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. from that synopsis, you worked out that we're talking about Sister Act. <laughs> May, May 29th, 1992. It was directed by Emil Ardolino, um, written by Paul Rudnick, starring Whoopi Goldberg, Maggie Smith, Kathy Najimy, and Harvey Keitel. It had a Rotten Tomatoes score of 74% and a 65% audience score. What was your experience as a kid? So I'm going to make an unfavorable comparison Cool. That this movie, for whatever reason, I feel like had the same impact on me as a kid as Mrs. Doubtfire. I knew you were going to say that when you minute you said unfavorable. <laughs> I, in the sense that I feel like I remember it being extraordinarily publicized or, or yeah. advertised or something. That it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. There were tons of commercials about it. People were talking about it. It just seemed to be very culturally relevant at that time in the same way that I feel like Mrs. Doubtfire felt. Mm-hmm. And then... It was very nothing. in the zeitgeist. And I and now I wonder like how many people... Do you think people remember this movie exists? So here's like you remember... Yes. And do you... But, but I need to tell you I... I remember and why I put it well, on. Well, hold the list. on a second. You, 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 don't tell me your memory yet. Because okay. also, I feel like I st- started watching this movie and I'm pretty sure that I remember Sister Act 2 way more than I remember oh, this see, one. No, not for me. But I, I I don't know that for sure. I just was like, wow, I feel like, I don't know. It's just stuff that was, I didn't remember as much as this movie as I thought I would. And I know I have seen this movie. Sure. And then I was like, I think actually maybe it's Sister Act 2, which came out like a year after this one. Yeah. But anyway, what's your memory? Well, my memory is similar in that I remember it being huge and I remember watching it when it came out. And then I feel for many things for me, they were rewatched multiple times because they like were on HBO and I would just like the TV was my friend and babysitter. Mm hmm. But I really liked this one because singing. <laughs> and I <laughs> love singing very much. Yeah. And yeah. I have always been like a musical nerd and a singer. And I love all those like, you know, like pop song, like cover nonsense. Like I love all that shit. So I was, this hit me just right. 
But I haven't watched it. Having said all that, I, I surely haven't watched it probably since I was in middle school. Yeah. So I only remembered the music and <laughs> did not remember any plot whatsoever. Oh my gosh, and no. I, no, no, no. I mean, let's I mean, we don't even have we we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But I I didn't I think I only saw Sister Act 2 probably like one time. Like for me, well, this yeah. one was the one that was on more. And I know that I rewatched this a couple of times. I definitely felt like I could sing that entire first song. So anyway, what brings me to the reason that I put it on here and whether or not people remember this is that yes, yes, they do. Because it's having a TikTok moment. Oh, I didn't know that. It has come up on TikTok for me. I see a lot of other movie nerds and I'll see people like singing along to movie songs like and so bitches on TikTok and maybe it's just mine be singing to the Santa <laughs> Santa Center like they we'd be doing the you know what I mean okay. so and I may or may not feel that I need to make one to advertise this particular <laughs> episode so we'll just see if that happens Sorry I'm not plugged into the Sister Act TikTok Sister talk. Portion. Yeah, no, I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> That's yeah, probably no. something worse. No, but I, <laughs> I see a lot of like people dancing to like the greatest showman. Like I get those types of things. And so I get people like I get a lot of um people who do nostalgic stuff I that comes mm-hmm. up on my feed because you know I do a lot of nostalgic 80s, 90s stuff. And so it's I have seen it a handful of times. So perhaps it's just in the little corner of weirdness that I'm on, but people do remember that it exists and (laughs) bitches like me put a fake habit on their head and did the dance then and now. So (laughs) I definitely wore a fake habit and did the like dancing. What's the fake habit made of? (laughs) Well, in my younger years, it was my sister's skirt. Like, you know, there was a long skirt. I also would wear that to have long black curly hair like Christine Daae when I was doing the Phantom of the Opera. So it was a multi-purpose head skirt. Did you have a mask, <laughs> um, though? I am never the Phantom, thank you very much. Oh, okay. Why I'm not? Christine Daae. Perhaps you didn't hear me. Um <laughs> Now in my older years and embracing my queerness, I'm not opposed to playing a man, but little baby me was only trying to play the high mm-hmm. soprano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my ass could not play Christine Daae in the this year of our Lord 2023, but I could have <laughs> as a child. Anyway. Anyway. Two trivia and a lie. No, man. We're back to this again. I thought we workshopped this and decided this was an unsuccessful part of the show. No. Everyone loves this. <laughs> I have no idea. Everybody loves it. <laughs> okay. Trivia the first. Uh, the chair that Mother mm-hmm. Superior sits in was from the set of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, the Rolling fuck Stone- you. Fuck you. The Rolling Stone magazine cover shown during the closing credits is real. The no, Mexican- that's false. I have. To- I wrote that. that- <laughs> Okay, tell me the third one. (laughs) The Mexican and Brazilian titles translate as change of habit. Okay, I was pretty sure they made this whole movie just to make habit jokes. Like, there had to be so many promotional materials that were like, no, number two is back in the (laughs) habit, right? Make a habit yeah. of it. There has to be, like, I don't even remember all this stuff. Star Trek this Next Generation. Important. Stop what you're doing and look at my dumb face. Because when I hold my water <laughs> bottle like this, I look like I have a cup of tea. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Uh, I'm so sorry, those of you listening to this, but it was important and it needed to be said. So, next generation chair, sure. I don't, I'm sure they found some. I don't even Rolling remember what the chair in this movie looks like. Now, I, you got me questioning. Yeah, my because- crazy ass was looking at every piece of fancy ass fucking. Fr- we got to talk about No, sure. you know what she had in her office, though? She had a kick-ass card catalog in the background. Sure anyway. did. She sure did. <laughs> I, I also that. noticed that. <laughs> song, do, song, do, I'll buy the, the next generation thing. The Now you have me questioning because there were more than one. Weren't there more than one magazine covers at the yes, end? I said Shit. the Rolling Stone magazine the cover. The Rolling Stone one. All I can picture is the one with Whoopi Goldberg's face badly photoshopped next to the Pope. And I don't remember <laughs> if that was the Rolling Stone one. That can't have been Rolling Stone. Maybe there was Rolling Stone was one. Maybe it was just Whoopi Goldberg on the cover. That could be real. Crap. What was the third thing? I was so convinced Mexican it was the second Brazilian one. Mexican and Brazilian titles translate as change of habit. Change of habit. How can I translate to change of habit? This is just dead air of me being confused. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like normally you're not a stone. No, because Brazilian would. um, I mean, it's Spanish and Portuguese. Yeah, try to apply language logic to it. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, I'll buy that the Rolling Stone one is real because I think that was just Whoopi Goldberg. If I, I. can't remember exactly which one was which, but I think that was just, and that one could be real. That I could buy. How about, I'll go with number three. It was the okay. language thing. Okay, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made it the first chair. one. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, I didn't make it up entirely. It's not her. It's the chair at the end when she's being interrogated by the two guys, and then she gets on her knees to pray, and she knocks them in the <laughs> That chair yeah. is from the next generation. I can't picture either chair, so I have no idea. What, like, when was this chair used? Okay. But I remember looking at all the furniture in Mother Superior's office. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. I have more fun facts. Okay. Sister Act was one of the most financially successful comedies of the early 90s, grossing $231 million worldwide against a $31 million budget. Yeah, I buy that. So... And this is a little story about one of the characters that she was based on. So when they started to come up with this movie, the director, writer guy, the writer guy went to like hang out at a convent. And <laughs> at that convent, the prioress was Mother Dolores Hart. Get it, Dolores. And mm-hmm. as a younger woman, she was an actress, singer, and dancer. So she was in the Elvis movie King Creole and Where the Boys Are. And she is the only known nun to be a voting member of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Art and Sciences. There you go. Good for so her. I thought that was adorable. This was originally pitched in 1987 with Bette Midler in mind for the lead role. As the production commenced, the script was heavily rewritten by half a dozen screenwriters, including your friend and mine, Carrie Fisher, Robert Harling, and Nancy Myers. Once the movie no longer resembled his own, Rudnick asked to be credited under a pseudonym and made up Joseph Howard. So originally he was credited as not his real name. Was he like, so this Whoopi's- is stupid. Don't put my real name on it. I get, I just like, just cause he felt like he didn't like write it anymore. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg specifically hired Carrie Fisher to do her dialogue. And it led to many arguments <laughs> with Disney executives. Fisher later told Goldberg, you're getting into a pissing contest with people who have actual dicks. <laughs> So, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. So, one of the neighborhood girls that 
you know, they dance with that are one of the characters is played by Desretta Jackson, who plays the younger version of Whoopi Goldberg's character in The Color Purple. So that was cool. The dog outside the convent, this is important. Um, he's credited in the film as Al Finney. Uh, the actor Albert Finney played Pope John Paul II in the 84 movie Pope John Paul II. So little little Albert Finney named dog there. Okay, I'm going to go my look fun at this facts for you. Oh, we're done with fun facts? Okay. Yeah. Paul was tuning out and he was going to go Google. He was going to do a side I wanted to go look at the chair. I have no idea. Anyway. Like what it looks like, if it's exciting or not. Yeah, it's, I'm it's sure it's amazing. The episode, it's from the it's episode Devil's Do. Okay. Which was 1991. So it opens on the uh, Touchstone logo, which I, which I feel like we haven't watched a Touchstone pick in a while. I thought the same thing, actually. I couldn't remember the last time, but... But I, I, no I just, I love, I, there's something that feels very nostalgic to me in general about all of those little, a lot of those opening movie. Yeah. Agreed. Like, the, like the touchstone one, the Geffen, like the, what is it, the TriStar with the Pegasus? Like mm-hmm. there are some that really like preceded movies that were so good and such a rewatch part of my childhood that when I see the opening logo, I'm like, oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> like, so I felt that way about the Touchstone one, but I can't tell you another Touchstone movie off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so we open on Baby Dolores, and she says that the apostles are, you know, the Beatles. That's I remember. Joke. I get that joke. You get that joke? Yes, with you, the Beatles. With your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's unruly and disobedient. And she will go straight to the devil. That lady's real mad about those jokes. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. To to a movie that's now 30 years old. Yes, please do. We don't need any of this scene. This scene is entirely no. unnecessary. <laughs> like, I agree with you. Whatever. I, it's fine. It's just supposed to set her up as like she's a rebel. literally and... only like four minutes. There's, yeah. But I agree with you. And I feel like I remember in watching it as a kid like watching it more than once i was like i don't need to see this part i like you forget <laughs> about it it opens you're yeah. like what no. and that little girl's like not that good it, like her delivery is weird and that old lady they had like, to hire a whole new set of people that whole classroom is a whole set of people they had to hire and set up and shoot and you could have done that not at all i don't know i agree That's i fine. don't disagree so then you get <laughs> one gratifying and there's moment an and there's an Elvis joke. So you see where she's, you know, what that you know what girls like you become? Oh, grown up whoopee, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, baby girl on the left here is really serving it. In this little trio <laughs> of women, <laughs> I was rather distracted oh, by yeah. her. And then I went back and forth for about five minutes as to whether or not Whoopi was really singing in my notes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I have to ask you, what's your okay. decision? Because well, I wanted I, to ask. I was like, I this can't it. be her. This so cannot here's be the her. thing. When you first hear it at the beginning, you're like, this is not her. But then later, right. when you listen to her singing with the choir and she only has a line here or there, it definitely sounds like her yeah. voice. She's kind of talk singing. So I, I Googled it. I read about it. So originally, they were talking about having someone else sing for her. They were talking about having Hatsi Tatsi sing for her. One of those two girls from the beginning do yeah. you know, the vocals. Her name's Hatsi Tatsi. Did you research that? <laughs> Listen. 
<laughs> she's a real ass name and probably a whole respectable career, but you know it now. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> anyway, like, so there was this whole thing where she was like, instead, we just taught her to sing. So she, oh. her advice was much like the advice that the character later gives to the broads, which is act like you're singing into a hairbrush and just pretend like you're doing it at home and just do it. And so I think because the women that are backing her up in this opening scene are very talented and they're really doing the thing. It makes her sound better. Like she is like, mm. it, they're like carrying her a little here. And so anyway, it's actually her. <laughs> it is. Moral story. So it's I was trying to decide. The only one who's not actually singing is Sister Mary Robert with the bangs. Seriously? Yep. That's the only one. And I thought to myself, I bet they just cast this little sweetie who could really sing. Like That's what I thought too. Why would you not find? This is what always bothered me about having somebody else sing in a movie like this. And I'm looking at you, all of those movies in the 60s, like looking at you, Natalie Wood, no shame, but like, yikes. All those movies <laughs> where they had it like dubbed over with somebody else singing. I'm like, right. there are dozens and dozens, hundreds of actors that could do both, act the part in a right. charming manner and sing and really do both. Like why it's, I guess it's a marketability bankable name type of thing. Is, is Mary Roberts a bankable name? Mm-mm. That's, well, that's what flummoxes that's me. Well, that, yeah. that's why they did it with Natalie Wood, but like, that's what flummoxes me with something like that part, because there must've been, probably in any one casting call a 20 women who would have played that part adorably who could actually sing that. So I don't know why they chose not to, but I always feel like that's a weird choice. But in the, so just in the first scene with Whoopi and her, her trio, I guess. Tati Tati. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's not, she's not. Okay. It really looks like she's lip syncing. Like I'm she sure must have recorded and lip synced well, over sure she's it, lip-synching right? Lip-synching it, but, but it's also her I don't voice. think it sounds like her voice. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. it. I mean, according to what I read, it is. I I can see casting Whoopi Goldberg as yeah. the main character well, and not and necessarily think- having the strongest singing, but like for the rest of the it's. Those people don't need to. That's what the whole role is. Like, you should. Yes, I agree with you. I think that's a super weird flex. They do it all the time. And I've always thought it was super weird. Yeah. Because I, I mean, even just being in shitty, like, local theater and stuff, I've known plenty of actors that absolutely could do both, like, and do it well and whatever. So I always found that really weird. But anyway, it's actually her. I mean, I'm sure they're lip syncing. They're not, like, singing it live. Like, right. It doesn't even look like she's singing with it, though. I think it's very obvious. And I feel like usually if you're lip syncing with yourself, it's going to look better than if you're lip syncing with somebody else. Like, she's going to move her mouth the same way and stuff like that. I just Well, it's possible that they didn't make that decision until after it was filmed, too. Right. She might have been lip syncing to somebody. I mean, who the hell knows? Right. So, to me, it's funny how femme... Whoopi looks here because now I'm so used to seeing her, you know, she doesn't really wear super overtly feminine clothing really anymore. And um, it's funny to see her look so like done up and slim and feminine, but she was in plenty of movies where she looked like that. I just haven't watched one in a long time. Like, you know, 
like when I picture her now, I picture now Whoopi. Like, I, so it was, you know, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, she does the heat wave. She does all the things. Heat wave, my guy, follow him. She does all those. And she looks so mad. She but does like look really mad. End. She's just mad that there's no crowd, right? Right. That she and then feels I like it's like the end when it's like, you don't give a shit. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. And she just, yeah, yeah, yeah. all good. So like, and then, man, fucking Harvey Keitel, like I forgot about. <laughs> I mean, I guess I knew she was in witness protection, but I just didn't really think about this plot. At no, all. okay, like, absolutely. If you had put a gun to my head and said, "How did Whoopi Goldberg end up in the convent in this movie?" I'd have been like, "Shit, I have no idea." This, whole, she's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I had no recollection of this framing device at all. And then I was like, "Oh, Harvey Keitel's in this movie." I was like, what <laughs> like, the fuck? And then she why? goes, "You know the mustache, <laughs> the one you married." Wow! 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, you're so hot." And I'm like, "Ew." Uh, <laughs> uh, Whoopi Goldberg do not strike me as like a couple. I, that's so right. weird. They have absolutely no chemistry. But yeah. here's the thing is, in all of this conversation, I really love how she is with him. She is really like standing her ground, and I love that. What is it about? Well, the she doesn't no, know yet that he murders people, right? But she, <laughs> but like you know, you can get your own damn shoes. Like I love it. I love that vibe. Like I just yeah. feel like a lot of, especially when we see a male character like that in a relationship, usually the woman is you know kind of simpering around and you know whatever. And I like that she mm-hmm. like kind of gives him shit. Like I just really like this character. Mm-hmm. What you want me to go against a priest? And anyway, whatever. So she yeah. kicks him out. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> like the thing that's really pissing the priest off is the divorce, not the infidelity, right. obviously. Right. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> sure. So then we go <laughs> into the dressing room and she's like, what, you're quitting because he won't leave his wife? And <laughs> I love the conversation too. And I remember this line when I heard it. The women, you know, the two side the backup singers and they're all like in the dressing room and she, they're having this whole conversation and she in the middle of it is like, stop putting my makeup in my bag. I see what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So then the grease balls enter and the one is the kind grease of balls. That's a great name. That Right. Like I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm never going to learn these guys' names. Their names are grease balls. And so the grease balls enter and she's like, the one girl says, well, stop trying to memorize me. I like how sassy they are. I really like, them he says something like they're they're saying why are you in here like in the dressing room yeah and he's like oh he's he's like like, i've seen it all before and i'd stop trying to memorize me is a pretty good line it's pretty good yeah so and then oh man that purple mink oh man (laughs) his wife's coat his wife's coat oh she's so mad and the girl's like keep it you earned it yeah 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 i would never wear fur like but if you gave me like a fake fur coat that was purple, I would probably wear that. Like she looks amazing. <laughs> well, she's so she's is got, so good here. I was going to ask you. So she gets this purple mink as a gift, but mm-hmm. she's already got a fur, she and already it's has a, a fur. I don't you. I don't see people at all wearing fur almost ever anymore. 
No, because we realize that it's not cool to do. <laughs> well, right. We, I, listen, there's a lot of things that are not cool to do that people still we do still all do. the fucking time. You're correct. But she's also wearing the fur of this style that you never see anymore, which is like the really big shouldered. Yes. And then like, with the like hanging, the hanging yeah, like tails, yeah, yeah. which in Ghostbusters yeah. becomes alive and chases that lady <laughs> down the street. <laughs> Yes. So yes. she is wearing that. That's her actual coat. Mind you, she has a gold lame duster on underneath, which is important to know. <laughs> she also has sort of a mesh cleavage situation, which I'm fond of. She looks great. I love her hair. Like, I love her natural hair. Like, she looks great. Yeah. But she's going to give back the purple mink. She's real mad. There's a whole mm-hmm. song from Guys and Dolls called Take Back You Mink. And that's what I was thinking of this entire time. Maybe it's a reference. Maybe. So anyway, she goes upstairs and uh, she witnesses a murder. And yeah. um, and that's not super cool. That guy's sweaty. He knows. He knows he's about to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> other than the singing piece music in this movie, other than like the, there's a lot of like 60s throwback stuff, right? Other than that, what do you think about the soundtrack of this movie? I did write later that the soundtrack was very cheesy and there was a lot of Foley work going on with the car chase. So I did make a note of it later. I just feel like there's the the soundtrack of this movie seems so weird to me because they weren't like like, weird. Yeah. It's like, is it a comedy? Is she in mortal danger? I don't know. (laughs) We don't know because they definitely just straight up murdered a dude and they are going to shoot her if they find her like without question. They are brandishing weapons. Yeah. Also, that's not how silencers work. Justin would like me to tell the world that is not how that works. Also, only one of them has one. So what's the, yeah. Anyway, there's a whole bumbling run where the greaseballs chase her and then she like escapes the revenge and she like does a getaway move in a cab and all of that happens. I, just, I sent you a picture, Beth. You can put it you on our Instagram. A, a picture. Uh-huh. As long as we're talking about the greaseballs. The greaseballs. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the picture with the chair. Right after with they the get chair. their nuts smashed. Thank you. <laughs> I will put that on the Instagram. <laughs> So then we get to the cop, uh, Detective Mustache. So yeah, he's got the, a very distinctive face shape. He does, and he looks like like a cartoon character. That he does the way that, yes. the way that like eighties cartoon ca- like were drawn in like this weird, uh-huh. inconceivable way, and then he's mm-hmm. just really living with that shape. Yep. And then he was like, on top of this shape of my face, I will do this mustache. So I wrote Salva, but it's actually Souther, which is not anybody's name. (laughs) Sure it is. Lieutenant Souther. Anyway, whatever. It's not Salva, which I wrote for the first half of my notes. Oh. Did you not have the subtitles on? I did. What even are we doing? Okay. What's that? Yeah, no, I definitely do, but it doesn't doesn't say the name of the person speaking unless they're off camera speaking. No, but somebody says whatever. Let's move on. Doesn't matter. So the guy, uh-huh. the guy tried to kill me. I don't think that really cements our relationship. I love. <laughs> yeah. I just really like. She's got a lot she of lines. Is, she's got yeah. great delivery. Listen, she doesn't trust them, and she's right not to trust them because they're idiots. This we're is all the. Idiots. We Everybody have to agree. This is the worst plan, right? This is a terrible plan to put her in a convent. Like this is. It, I mean, there's a. 
a hundred other plans and that the they could come is up like, with. What? He's a sinner and likes the sexy time, so he would never think to look for her at a convent. Right. Like she'd start on fire. She's not a vampire. We like, already what? established he's a devout Catholic. He's right. He went to talk to a priest to confess about his mistress. Like, and we're gonna put I didn't even Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> In a church, in a convent, she's the only black one, Beth. Look, I hate to bring this up. No, but like- I know. That was my first thought. I was like, oh, she didn't stand out at all. Woof. Right. What? What are you thinking? Like, really? Because it's not close? Is that, like, it's far away? So they it's have Reno to, to San Francisco, right? Sure. I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. This, this I mean, space, I also have a problem with the space and time of this movie, but sure. Well, <laughs> plot reasons. Plot, yes. There's, there's the distance between San Francisco and Reno is plot. <laughs> is plot. <laughs> yeah. But we get there. We get there, and mm-hmm. it's McGonagall. And she, what? Come on, these people don't even have sex. And she then McGonagall is name. I know her she, name. Her name's Maggie Smith. I know her name yeah. too, but this doesn't okay. change the fact that she's McGonagall. <laughs> she looks exactly the same. Even she's like so much younger. Like whatever. She's incredible. I love her. Although, I do think habits are aging. Habits are like, a lot. We'll talk about it in a second. But I do like okay. the line. <laughs> you have taken a vow. She goes. I lied. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and she goes, you're so Catholic. <laughs> but they're not Catholic. They're Carmelite, which is, I tried to read about and then I fell asleep. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> they're Catholic. Carmelites they're like a are Catholic. Yes, but then later they make a joke. So who would, who would hard to know? Are they Catholics? And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. So I didn't. She tries to remind them that I'm the good guy. But yes, this is where we're like... She goes, people wish to kill you. Anyone who's met you, I'd imagine. Which <laughs> <laughs> is just rude. So then we we have we get her putting on the putting on the habit. So the habit's not good. The habit's not good for anybody. No, it's not. It's very unflattering. I mean, I think that's the point, but also is nuns. Is that the point? I don't know what the point is, but I'll tell you that nuns don't really wear the habits anymore. My aunt was a nun my whole life, and I never saw her in a habit. Ever. She, yeah. There's took, different. Like, well, it depends what. Her, there's different, like, sex versions. There's different orders. Yeah. Orders. Like, when she took the, like, vows, I mean, there's pictures of her in the habit, but, like, she didn't, like, wear it. And I went to see her at the convent a lot as a kid. And, well, a lot is a bold statement, but I went to see her at the convent and no one was ever wearing <laughs> anything. Yeah. Like, I don't that. know why. If, it, if I had a costume that let me fly, I'd wear it. Yeah. <laughs> Just Sally Field. It only lets Sally Field fly. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So then we get to meeting Kevin and Jimmy. And I love her so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. Jimmy? Yes. Okay. That's how I'm saying it. <laughs> she, I have just always loved her. I think she's so great. She's great. Yeah, she is great. Also, I don't know if you know, but she's kind of We're a smoke doing Hocus this year? Oh. Yeah, we are. We definitely are. Okay. So that's important. She's, what did you say? She's a smoke show? <laughs> kind of. I've always thought she was kind of hot. I mean, obviously not in the habit, but <laughs> like. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She looks super hot now. If you give her yeah, a goob, like her IMDb picture is like, she looks great. She's got, she's super she pretty got- eyes. Even in the stupid habit, she has super pretty eyes. Yeah. The habit doesn't do much for anybody. though. So. It really doesn't. It's terrible. No matter what face shape 
your face is, it's round <laughs> and only <laughs> <Yeah>. round. <laughs> and yeah. they have it. Because um, it also does nothing for Whoopi, who also looks hot at the beginning of the movie. Like, it right. does. This is doing nothing for anybody. By the power invested in her, she pronounces them ready to eat. <laughs> oh, this is a great so, prayer. This is the best lunch yes. prayer ever. She starts the pledge in the middle she of does. it. Like, it's it reminds great. me of the blessing from National Lampoon's. <laughs> when they yeah. do like baseball. Yeah. Did you um? Did you pray before meals growing up? No. No. Uh, no. Did you? Yeah. Before okay. Well, yeah. This every is night. the time where we have to talk Bless about our church. Star Lord. The the prayer she starts at lunch is what we Bless said. Our Lord, these so gifts we're about to receive so through Christ, yep. through Christ, but in something bounty, something Christ will them. <laughs> yep, exactly. You I mean, it. I legit have an aunt, nun, and and you know, an uncle, father, Fred, and we when they're around, <laughs> we gotta pray. But uh, normally, <laughs> it's not a praying situation. Mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school from first to third grade. Okay. Miraculously, I did not start on fire. <laughs> <laughs> starting um, fires is not the same as starting on fire. Correct. Mm-hmm. I legitimately, when I was little, I was like, I should totally be a nun. <laughs> I don't think I, well, first of all, I was only in first or second grade, but here's why. Also. No, all of it. Listen, every <laughs> single bit of it. I am the horniest idiot on earth, and I'm a de- total fucking nature witch. So there's no way, but... <laughs> There's no way, but in church, when you're sitting there and there's like the music and somebody has Mm -hmm. like incense and there's like, there's a lot of like symbolism and there's like, it's spooky and it's cool. Like the pomp and circumstance of church was very appealing to me until I found out about musicals. And then I was like, oh, okay. Right. Okay. And then, then I found out about the patriarchy and I was like, oh, I'm actually fine. Because then I realized I wasn't allowed to be, I didn't want to be a nun. I actually thought I should be a priest. And then I realized I wasn't allowed to do that. And I was like, I got to mm-hmm. go. Yeah. So that's my history. But I went <laughs> to Catholic school. So I feel like if I had to pretend to fit in in a convent today, I don't know if I could, I feel like I could maybe make it happen if I rolled like a really high bluff <laughs> or something. Yeah. But she does not. And she has no. She has no like coaching. They're just letting her in there to talk. They have no plan. They have no, no story. Yeah. I don't feel like no that's plan. how witness protection works. This is works. a horrible plan. Like yeah. all the people that know. So it, he's like, let's hide you. I'm going to immediately tell two more people exactly what's going on and why you're here. He tells right. the Monsignor and he tells the head, I forget and the favorite term for the head nun, Maggie Smith. Mother Superior. Like, Mother Superior. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's I'm still stuck on this terrible plan, but <laughs> listen, it's my, my um, I also went to Catholic school from preschool to first grade, and have a lot. I could definitely fake being a nun if I yes. could fit in enough. Yeah, sure, I could do that. I could fake being a deacon pretty easily. Um, we had a deacon sure. at my church with the brown robe and the the white little rope belt thing and all that the stuff. The rope belt. It's a uh-huh. good one. Yeah, I could I could probably still pray a rosary, I bet. Mm, I bet. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little rusty. They changed <laughs> so they changed the mass since I used to be made to go to mass. Like they have changed yeah. the setup a little bit. And so I feel like I don't necessarily always say the right things anymore, but I could probably I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, she has no idea and she's not doing a good job pretending. No. So then they have to fast in silence. 
and she's going to, what, steal that one tomato and eat it? That's like a real enticing treat. The garden scene bothers me because you can tell. Look, it's a throwaway scene. It has no impact. They don't even talk about it after. Right. Right. They never come back to that. She's like, it's like a working montage. Is it part of her working montage? Not even. Nope. Nope. It's not. And it's very obvious that the plants they brought in there are like potted plants and they've not been watered enough and they just stuck some like <laughs> whole ass fruit right. on there. And that scene bothers me. That's another one where I just didn't, you didn't need to have that scene. So this is my imagination of this movie. They were like, what if singing nuns? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, high five. Good work, boys. Uh-huh. And then that was this movie. Like, this was the result of that. Yeah. They were like, I was going to talk about this if- more at the end. <laughs> right. What if singing nuns? So this is this is them just trying to get to singing nuns. Like, this, yes. <laughs> this no, is them yeah, trying yeah. to get there. Absolutely. So she sleeps in the habit I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And then she can't stay awake in church, which same girl. Mm-hmm. I had used to have a whole series of little mental games I would try to do while I was sitting in church trying not to fall asleep every week. Mm-hmm. One time I and tore the, the sole off my shoe. <laughs> I used to redecorate <laughs> if the church, like what it would be like if it was gonna be my house. That's oh, like in your head? Yeah, yeah. See, so, like, my game was how can I in my head play Can't Touch the Ground on all the church stuff? Oh, okay. Like okay. the floor's lava? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, I, now I think about all the other kids who are sitting there being forced to be in church, and I wonder what all dumb things they <laughs> were thinking mental of. game you had, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I can't wait to hear. I hope people share with <laughs> So the core is terrible. Here's where I write how much I love Kathy and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's singing about three octaves up. And that's all really precious. So I will also take this moment to share that when I was made to go to church, my grandmother would also go to church and we wouldn't necessarily be sitting with her because of whatever reasons. And my grandmother was, was it a deacon? I don't know. She did some stuff. She did the readings. She handed out the, uh, yeah. the host and shit. So, <laughs> but she, she sang and my grandmother was one of those old ladies that was always an old lady, like my whole life, mm. you know, mm-hmm. she was born an old lady. <laughs> And she warbled about three and a half octaves above everybody else with <laughs> with just a lot of passion. And so if you ever wonder why I'm always singing, I definitely got some of that from Grandma Claire. But you'd mm. hear, you'd know, oh, Grandma Claire's in church today because you could hear <laughs> no matter where you were in church. And that's what Kathy and Jimmy's super high warbling reminds me of here. M- Sister Mary Lazarus, it was hell on earth and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she is no, she's not bad. She's not good at making up any of this, which you feel like for somebody who is a performer, she might be better at mm-hmm. <laughs> making some of this up. Um, and then we get, this is where we get our cleaning montage to rescue me. Okay. Oh, so, beating. She's she's failing at beating and then she gets put into chores. Yeah, she because she doesn't want her to talk to anybody else. And right. then sweet little Mary Robert brings her a flower alarm clock and they have this whole little cute conversation and it's all very precious and then for some reason she decides she's going to go to a bar and get a pepsi (laughs) with no money (laughs) and this is also a weird plot flex (laughs) kathy and jimmy and sweet sister mary robert follow her for no discernible reason well they say there's a throw i'm like we thought you were going to minister to the winos right and we wanted we wanted to come but then kathy and jimmy wants to dance to the gimme gravy tonight song with uh-huh. a random lady who's uh-huh. very uncomfortable <laughs> and i'm like kiss her uh-huh. but she, 
She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then busted. And then somehow she's like, so your punishment is to join the choir. You will do nothing right. but sing. Right. Which, again, we're just trying to get to the point where it's singing nuns. Like, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. we're for. Yes. We're just all, we're just trying to get there. Mm-hmm. She's in there about five seconds before it's mutiny. And... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I do appreciate Whoopi Goldberg in this movie. And the moment I think that sealed it for me was her acting when Sister Ancient Lady, who's the old choir director. Mary well, Lazarus. She's, she's, yes, she's good in this movie, too. She has some good lines. She is. She's she turns great. out to be like a little fiery or whatever. But yeah, yeah. When she's like, you do better. And she holds out the baton. And Whoopi Goldberg in that moment. It's a very complex sort of thing that she's acting. Yeah. She's pretending to be somebody else. She's supposed to be sort of not doing this, but also she kind of seems like she wants to do it. Like it's a very complex little thing that she conveys perfectly as she like sort of relu- seemingly reluctantly takes, takes the baton. She doesn't know. Yeah. yeah that's, I she's agree really with good. You. She's really good. It's a good moment. And then the way that she gets that just that like little bit that we get where she's trying to get them to sing the chord and she's moving people around Uh and that beginning of choral stuff like that was all really good you sing paul do you have you were you in choirs and stuff like no i have always liked singing but not in front of anyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see. Well, so, he's lovely. He's lovely. Only, Adam, he tell you, but <laughs> only as an adult that I ever gain enough, like either confidence or just don't give a shit as much. Both of I those was, things help. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, okay, I guess I can sing in front of people. My mom, like my mom, was the choir director for our church for I don't know twenty five years or something like that. So I was in church for much of my childhood. Was in big old Catholic church. And I was up in the choir loft in the back of the church playing with matchbox cars. (laughs) So like perfect. Yeah. That was uh, my experience of, of church for a long time was literally just the songs. So always liked it. But what's your impression of how long, how long between her taking over the choir. Right. right. And that first song they, they sing in church as like with no. her as the director. So, that was my note. It's so like I overnight. Sang, There's one night they show. It's like, she, it's yeah. Just, so I sang, yeah. I sang in choruses all through school forever. I had some training. I sang in, in a, a choir as an adult for years and years. Never a church choir, like in a, just a chorus. But um, we sang a lot of sacred music. And no, no. <laughs> that was my thing. I'm like, oh, because they say it's been a week. And I'm like, oh, okay. well, I did Because I wrote that in my notes and I was like, wait, did they say that? Or did and I just think it was a week? Literally no way. What the, the couple quick fixes that she does, putting them in their voice part. To well, right. Stand, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's absurd that they weren't already doing that. But that and then like, you know, telling Kathy and Jimmy sing down and, you know, you do this, you do that. Like those couple things. They could sound okay in a week with that. They, I mean, because in the first song, the one lady's singing completely offbeat. Like the one lady's like screaming at the wrong part. Like they're off pitch and their voices are cracking and shit. So it would take significantly more than a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if we were practicing for hours every day, like there is a a skill that just isn't there. (laughs) The right. first thing right. that is then there, but either way, 
this for me when they sing for the first time is the best part of the movie yes and i can no it still is yep that song that oh maria like that whole thing and they do a little breakdown yep like i love it i love it so much i love everybody (laughs) and she does the whole thing and it's so cute like that's the best part Mm -hmm. and in my head, when it was, I was like, oh, this is happening early in the movie. Did they do this whole song again later when it's the Pope? And I was like, nope, they do a whole nope. different one. And they that should have been the one that they did. It Absolutely. <laughs> also, Beth, when you were singing in choirs and you were yes. performing, did random street people ever hear you and were like, oh, we got to get a piece of oh, that choir Oh, I have converted action. so many street toughs. <laughs> To the ways of the of the chorus music, uh-huh. um, so uh-huh. many, so many have I shown the ways of the Lord with the sweet dulcet tones of my voice. This is, you know, what I kept thinking about in this this movie. I feel like is a perfect example of whatever axiom that you had come up with, which is like whenever there's punks or toughs in a movie, they're not in the same gang. Like Correct. they are. <laughs> there's just like. <laughs> We had like three or four different different street tops that we're going for. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Obviously, Uh, there's a break dancer because it's 1992, (laughs) and obviously, right. All of that is this part of this where they go from like literally the churches, the nuns, and five people, and after one Mm -hmm. song, it's like packed. Okay. Sure. Yep. Yep. Everybody Mm -hmm. loves it. I'm going to say this, though. A church where there is good music and people are taking enjoyment in their faith is yes. going to be better attended. <laughs> yes. Hands down every time. Yes. You know, I have been to a few black churches in my day, and I have also been to other churches where people were really joyously singing and really enjoying themselves and getting into the music, and that makes you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't want to do any of that, but that makes me want to do it. So if anything's going to pull in the street toughs, it's the music. Yeah. I mean, I am I am not a religious person, but the best service I was ever at was one that was packed with all people who were either clergy or studying to be clergy. And all of them wanted to be there and all of them wanted to sing. And yeah. the songs were moving. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Yeah. Well, because that music has such a transformative power for us. It really does. And I've been to lots of services where the priest was maybe not the best public speaker and you're like drooling on your own self. But if the music <laughs> is good, you're like, okay, yeah, like yeah. I, I can get behind a lot yeah. of things. So the priest saves the day here because Sister Mary Holy Card wants to kick her out. And, you know. It's better than priest- sex, I've heard. <laughs> It's better, better than ice cream. Better than sex. Yeah. And then we get another montage to a CNC Music Factory song. <laughs> just a touch love. Just a touch of love. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So we get a we get a going out into the community montage where yep. we like are a mechanic. Okay, what did I, I wrote all the things. There's a mm-hmm. mural nuns. There's mechanic nuns. There's jump rope nuns. Soup kitchen mm-hmm. nuns. <laughs> raffle ticket nuns. So. Yep. This is just, but then we get to see, yeah, we get to see the little dance. There's a dance breakdown with Kathy and Jimmy and the and the street dancers, <laughs> and they are all best friends. So that mm-hmm. happens. They fund the roof, and then she almost blows her cover on television. Right, because this is dummy. a terrible plan. 
This is a terrible yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. He's two seconds away from turning around and seeing her because Mustache, the wife, is yelling <laughs> at him to turn around and watch the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we do, we get to the, you know, the the, pre, the cop comes and yells at her and then she's like, stay for the show, <laughs> a.k.a. Mass. Right, 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 right. Oh, this Which is where is, they, they do the thing and she's, after this, she's like better than sex, but whatever. Yeah, she does, my God, my mm-hmm. God, and everybody gets a little solo. Mm-hmm. Mary Lazarus turns the wrong way. Did you notice that? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> so they have they have this like goofy little choreography where they like all turn the one way and she turns the wrong way and then she like turns around back the right way and she's like all flustered, but she's still trying to <laughs> actually like kind of adorable. Yes, this is the better than sex. But like here's the thing. Okay. That first that oh Marie, I can see why the street toughs are like, yes, let us hang out to this. And then you're telling me that they're really into my god. Like yeah. this. Yeah. But it's a different note. You know what they're I mean? They're in the pews nodding, so I guess they're they must into be it. into it. They're into yeah. it. And now the church is filled because right. we're singing, right. you know, Motown hits made into <laughs> church hits. Um so the Pope is coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magonagal's real butthurt. That they yeah, don't want to sing, like, the more whatever. But then they have this conversation, and they have such a good conversation. And she says, you are a formidable woman. You can you can do this. And she says, I'm archaic. I'm in what she says. I'm an, I'm an artifact, and I've misplaced my tambourine. She's all feeling yeah, sad yeah, yeah. for herself. Do we ever get a resolution on this? And yes. She says she's staying at the end. Oh, somehow I didn't miss that. So then they have secret ice cream. And secret ice cream. They yeah, secret ice cream is a cute moment. But then but then they find the cops find the convent, the bad, the crooked cop finds the convent, and then Southern pieces of shit out of that guy. Yes. At some point during the movie, Sergeant Lieutenant What's his face? Mustache head says He's talking on the phone with her and he's like, Oh, by the way, Everyone, we Everyone's do this with is murdered. Like, yeah, because you're yeah. really bad at this. We have a leak, and everyone keeps dying. So just like, watch out. Like that—that that instills a lot of confidence in right. the police force, right? So we jump back and forth a little here. We get to the nuns, and they're talking about how the Pope is coming, and Mary Roberts says, I'm going to be so nervous. What if I forget the words? And deadpan, Whoopi Goldberg goes, oh, well, you'll go to hell. And <laughs> she's <laughs> such a good delivery. So then Souther comes, and she doesn't want to leave because the Pope is right. coming. And, of course, that was going to happen. She sneaks so she tries out the side door. Away. She goes to the side door for, like, what's her ultimate plan here? Like, he's going <laughs> yeah, to just that's be like, oh, was. she snuck out. I guess I'll go home. <laughs> And Greaseballs just happen to be there. Like she, the she sneaks are waiting out. for her on the other side. They're, they're literally on the other side of this door. Like, what is yes. that? Whatever. Okay. So then there's a car chase. And this is where I wrote a note about the background music is cheesy and the Foley work is heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's, I wrote jazzy caper music. But, but, but they, she literally just throws little she Mary Kate Roberts. What's her throws name? Throws her, Mary Robert, right out the door. Right out Bye, the door. Girl, tuck and roll. She's rolling down the road. The ground. <laughs> and Seltzer catches her, and then she immediately is able to tell him all the pertinent information. Yeah, yeah. She just rolled down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anybody kidnap a nun? Were they Catholics? <laughs> 
part really goes off the reservation because it does. We yeah. can't leave it to the feds, right. they say. So a bunch of nuns, uh huh. So a bunch of nuns decide they're going to go to Reno and save our heroine. But like I do like the this moment. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this pray get the pilot to do the right thing is hilarious to me. The deadpan way, like because this is the thing. Up until this moment. Mother Superior has not been cool, like, one minute. Right, right. And now she decides to go buck wild, which is, like, right. a real flex. <laughs> We're going to see. Very rules, mom, up until this point. Mm-hmm. And then she goes full on caper, nun caper. Nun caper. There is no way all those broads fit in that one helicopter right. either. <laughs> it must have been, like, a fucking clown car. Yep. And... I mean, they didn't actually. So, yeah, I was fly. like, "Holy shit! I cannot believe that they go on a rescue mission." Don't leave him bald and yowling in despair. It's super <laughs> funny to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how so, those fit into the insult watch, but it's it's like sort of. It's like, can you insult somebody with a prayer? Anyway. It is very good. <laughs> so holy shit. I forgot they went on a rescue mission. That's what I wrote here. And then. No, none of this. We're going like in You remember the songs, Beth. That's all you you remember. I only remember the songs. Yeah. So Vince and Nun Dolores. And Dolores decides to play this like she's a real nun now. And she's super calm. And it is unnerving the shit out of the grease balls. (laughs) And I love it. She looks right at him and says, I forgive you, Vince. I forgive you. Oh, yeah. We can't waste a nun. We he's like, I know her in the biblical sense. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Also, they still don't have any chemistry. Like they're even like he's trying to move, but <laughs> whatsoever. And like, I'm not sure I've seen a lot of on screen times when I felt like somebody had sexual chemistry with Whoopi Goldberg on screen. Yeah. I let me know if I'm wrong, but and again, I think she looks hot as hell in the beginning. So I'm not saying that it isn't that she's not attractive. She was married several times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But not sir, bleh, Harvey Keita. No, thank you. It's a hard no for me. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but she prays in made up Latin. And then again, she conks him in the nuts. So that's mm-hmm. a good... <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a good moment. And then we get a nun chase through the casino. This is the second chase with these grease balls after her. Through the casino. Yep. And now we've got all the nuns there. The n- some, sure, I wrote, sure. Of course the nuns got there faster than the cops. That makes sense. So. <laughs> they took a helicopter or whatever. And then my brain, as the nuns are all running through the casino and no one can find them because they're looking for one nun and now there's 50 nuns, I thought of the three amigos. <laughs> You know, just like in Amigos, Amigos, Amigos. Uh-huh. <laughs> so dumb. So we all get, he can't, they, we get. We all get stuck in the room and we can't, they can't shoot her in front of all those nuns watching. And then someone many, bursts through the window? He like, I couldn't, did he shoot the window first? I was trying to tell if he did. Did he smash it and then immediately shoot? I don't know. I, it's unclear. But how many times did we have to go through the I can't shoot a nun thing? Because I feel like that happens. We did say it several times. A, a, like too many times. They really want us to they really want to point out that Harvey Keitel himself is not going to do the dirty work. Because he's point. a devout Catholic, right? And because uh, yeah. he's a weenie. So I guess it turned out to be a good plan because it gave her the ultimate defense of being a nun and they can't the shoot a nun. Ultimate defense of being too <laughs> holy. <laughs> So he gets shot in the arms and she says, Hey Vince, two words. <gasps> Mary Catherine, 
And that Mary Mary Clarence. And then my favorite is that the cop holds him and positions him so he can hear the words. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's how cops do it. That's usually and they're like, how they oh, do it. Oh, your your lady who's now dressed up like a nun inexplicably has got uh-huh. something to say, and she says, "Bless you," which I remember <laughs> thinking was so witty when yeah. I was a little girl. Yeah. Anyway, then we get to the Pope, and I will follow yep. him. Yeah, I'm out of notes. It's a song. Um, yep. She's got her habit off. She's got just the top off. She's got her natural hair out. Like the wimple or whatever it is. The wimple, that's what it is. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing. There's more than 12 voices here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I need need you to understand (laughs) that there's a lot of of vocal parts in Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) The Pope gets into it. He's dancing a little bit. She's conducting the hell out of it. She's Mm -hmm. really doing it. She reminds me of actual conductors I've had, the way that she's getting into it. I've never had a conductor lean in and sing with us that way, but I know that happens. Yeah. And then she's on the cover of People and The Times, et cetera. Rolling which Stone, you I heard. Yeah. Yes, and Rolling Stone. Which is real. Which was real, yes. Yeah. I don't think the other ones necessarily. I don't know who They else. did not look real at all. Just well, People, I feel like I definitely remember People magazine with her on it when this came out. Whatever one the Pope is on, that's super fake looking. Yeah, I felt like there was a I, – I wrote a note here. Oh, well, it's already the end. Maybe the pacing was quicker than I thought. But then I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. And second thought. But there was a lot of parts that weren't them singing, and the parts that you wanted were them singing. So. Yeah, I agree. So is this in your canon? I don't know. Is it in yours? No. <laughs> so I don't know if it's in mine either, except like I feel like my kids would love to watch the nuns sing. So, so I was maybe thinking you could show, like, it'd be fun to show the one song, maybe two yeah. songs of them yeah. singing. And I, so my problem with this movie is, I guess it seems absurd, but also it also is very much on rails. Like in the sense that, there is no mystery of what's going to happen here. Right. There's no sense of like, once you get the framing, you're like, Oh, there's this thing. And she sees them. Like you see the murder coming and the fact that she's going to murder or witness the murder. Right. You see that, even that coming from 10 miles away. And yeah. the, like, you know exactly what's going to happen. She's going to develop all this stuff and then in the convent and then they're going to see her and find her. And there's going to be a thing at the end. And it's like maybe one of the most predictable movies I've Except watched in a long time. you didn't think there was going to be a nun caper. A nun caper. I mean, but they got to bring in the nun somehow, I guess. I don't know. Right. The, the song stuff is fun. And like, that's, I mean, maybe that's why the framing of this is so forgettable is because I don't think you need it. And no. I think there's a lot of good performances too. Like yeah. I think like Maggie Smith and Whoopi Goldberg are doing a great job. Kathy yeah. and Jimmy and little Mary Robert, like they're cute. Like I think that, and even the grease balls and like Harvey Keitel, they're like doing what they need to right. be doing. Like, right. so the performances are good. There's no parts of it that are really sour. Right. Like there's nothing that makes it terrible. No. No, no, I agree. <laughs> There's really nothing that makes like, it like amazing. <laughs> except just play the song. Just go watch the song. Right. If you're thinking of this, if you're having nostalgic feelings for this, go watch the song and it will absolutely serve as. Yeah, you probably don't you're good. need to. And like, but I do like, and I, I've said this before about other stuff. Like my girls really like music. They like singing. They like dancing. Like, I think they would like to watch that. 
yeah. that moment of them singing that song. They don't have the reference for the My Guy song and, the, you know, some of those, like, whatever, like, 50s hits that they're singing now, you know, maybe. Right. Like, they don't have those nostalgic That's feelings a- for those songs, so. So we need a remake of Sister Act where they sing, like, like Nirvana? yes you get working on that okay would you watch would this movie be improved if it if the entire thing were a musical yes you think so i think you say that about everything (laughs) (laughs) um i think it would like because it would be funny to hear like that lunch scene and her stupid prayer as like a stupid song and you could get a little song about them trying to go to the thing or mary roberts little background about being shy and then finding her voice and that could be Mm -hmm. like a show-stopping number like because there's a lot that's not really fleshed out here and again that's by design because we're just trying to get to the nun singing but if and oh oh and by the way this is a musical (laughs) um this was a broadway musical and and she was Yes, and so oh, okay. I forgot I to say that. all that. So Whoopi Goldberg like was in it originally. Did you know that Whoopi Goldberg is one of the seventeen people who have an EGOT? I did not know that. Yeah, neither did I. I went down a Whoopi Goldberg rabbit hole, by the way. Also, one time <laughs> she was teaching acting and she taught Courtney Love. I just need you to know I went down okay. a whole rabbit hole today. <laughs> Surprising absolutely nobody. So what did she get a Grammy for? Her first comedy album. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I read the whole thing. So, anyway, that it is an actual musical, and maybe that's better. Yeah. And I maybe it fair. would be cool. I would, like, I would absolutely watch that. Yeah. So, anyway, so what are we saying? The songs go? <laughs> in our, like, the songs go in the canon. Like, I would yeah. definitely show those that's to my kids. That's fun. I, I, when I was watching it, that was easily the most fun and most interested I was in this movie. I was, was. happy to be watching it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so probably if you go on TikTok, you can see a million idiots <laughs> lip syncing to that song with towels on their heads. That's and why maybe, that's the part they're doing, right? Me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So great. Go team. All right. All right. I have no idea what's next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing your theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online on all the things. We're at Nerd Cannon and join our Patreon. And Paul, do you know what's next? Do we know? Do we? I don't, I don't think we know what's next yet. We're, we're living by the seat of our pants. So. It's just me singing. Okay. Friend Seth has an album coming out. I do. And yeah. <laughs> how many? Oh, stop it right now. Do not. <laughs> We may or may not have done a terrible ukulele song on our Patreon feed, D&D. So Uh if you want to hear more of me singing, which you totally do, Uh um, you should subscribe. Anyway, until next time. Keep the nerd alive.